Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. Rate us on iTunes, give us five stars, and we will be eternally grateful to you. Let us know what you think. Feel free to uh, tweet us at listen and sleep. Today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox. If you have a pooch and you want to... Give them a treat. Go to BarkBox.com slash The Insomnia Project, and you can order a six-month or 12-month subscription, and you'll get one month free. Two toys, two all-natural bags of treats, and a chew for your pooch. BarkBox. I have the distinct pleasure of welcoming a good friend of mine, Mark DeAngelis, to The Insomnia Project. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me, Marco. Well, it's a great pleasure. And I wanted to talk to you. I know you're a big fan of music. Since the day I met you, you've always been someone who really sort of enjoys music, particular artists. I want to ask you, how do you like to listen to the music, to your music? I like to listen to it either um, really loud okay, or... By myself with headphones. Okay. Really the two opposite spectrums. And um, what kind of headphones do you prefer? Like, do you like the ones that... Noise canceling. Noise canceling. Yeah, they're the best ones because you can shut out everything else and just listen to the music. Mm -hmm. And I find that, um, you know, I remember when I first got my noise canceling headphones, the first time I put them on, you kind of are hearing the music differently for the first time. Right. Yeah. Like how so? Well, it just shuts out things like your children <laughs> and animals. But um, it really, it, it does shut out a lot of the white noise that goes on around you. You know, even if you're, you know, out for a walk and it's things like cars or streetcars. Sure. It just shuts that out. I don't know how safe that is, but, it's, but it's awesome. You know, I love... Um, noise canceling headphones for when I'm on the plane. Yes, because and I won't even listen to anything. I'll just put them on so I don't hear everyone around you, and it sort of creates this imaginary bubble where you're like, I can't hear anybody. No one's gonna bother me because they think I'm listening to something. Especially when you're flying by yourself. Yeah, and you're next to who, who knows, right? Yeah, it's my fav- one of my favorite things to travel with. Yeah, the one question I always uh, am stumped by is that. Um, on the plane, mm-hmm. you can wear in-ear headphones yeah. to land and take off, but you can't wear noise-canceling right. headphones, and I don't know uh, why, that, why is. that is. A lot of people listen to this podcast when they fly, and so perhaps one of them will tweet us and let us know yeah. why that is. 
Do you have any rituals when you travel? Is there anything that you... So for me, it's the noise-canceling headphones. Is there anything that you like to have when you're when you're flying, let's say? I always need to have a book. Oh, really? Yeah, a book. Um, yeah, always. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I do like to watch uh, movies or videos on the seat back, but I've been um, on one too many flights where that's not working. Okay. Or the headphone jack, you have to constantly jiggle it yeah, through a four-hour flight. That's never fun. Which, uh, so I always arm myself with a book, whether I read it or not. Right. Uh, and I also find it it's extremely helpful if someone wants to make conversation with you and you're just not having it. Open your book, and it tends to work. I see. Any particular type of books you like to read when you're flying? Uh, I like to read lighter books when I'm flying, okay. like short chaptered books. I was recently reading um, Judd Apatow's book, Sick in the Head, okay, which is interviews with comedians. Um, and it's great because the chapters will range anywhere from five to ten pages. So, sure. And it's always changing. So mm-hmm. you never feel like if you, you know, have a six-hour nap, you can get back into it. Fair. Yeah, fair. What do you look for when you're looking at new artists? In music? In music, yeah. I'm really open. I mean, I have a pretty eclectic music taste. Okay. Um, you were the man who got me into Dolly Parton, yes, by I'm the way. Yes, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, yeah. If you ever get a chance, go to Dollywood. I would love to. It is such a great theme yeah. park because what surprised me about Dollywood, and it's in Sevierville, um, Tennessee, which is in the Smoky Mountains, and uh, it's not hokey. I thought it was going to be very hokey, but you it's would very, think so. Yeah. Being called Dollywood, no, it's yeah. not at all. It's very like this is how the people in this area lived yeah. at one point. This is Dolly's house that she grew up in. This is the church she used to go to. Here are some rides. Let's make candles. But it's not like right. glitzy or anything like that. It's re- really well and done. What are the people like who are there? They're just normal people. Like they're normal people who live in the area. They're very friendly. Right. As you would imagine in Tennessee, I've always encountered very friendly people and, uh, they seem to be happy. Working I just there. picture it being so middle America. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't get that impression. But, yeah. I got, because it's the smoky mountain, the smoky mountains mm-hmm. and the people of Appalachia. Right. And so they have a, just a lovely way about them. Right. And so unlike, you know, sometimes I, I would go to Disney and, you know, Maybe some of the people there, or even Canada's Wonderland, which is not far from where we are right now, you can tell that they're students or they're not really into it. No, there, everyone seemed really happy to be there and very helpful. And it wasn't hokey. I really, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Have you been to Graceland? Yes. And? It was How cool. That it was cool. I wasn't, Memphis can be a little intense, but Graceland was, was really Really interesting because everyone sort of everyone who's been to Graceland will tell you their impression of what you're going to experience at Graceland. But when you're there and you see it, it it, and I'm a fan of Elvis, and so it was it was really neat to see. Like you you, I would say go there blank slate and make your own impression because I was expecting to see you know people talk about the jungle room when they talk about other rooms and what you're going to experience, and I just thought wow this was this person's house yeah. When they when they got fame and what they were trying to do for their for their family and they made this place and it's not huge like you would think like by today's standards it's not huge but it's still impressive. Uh, high on my list of things to do is to go visit Paisley Park, uh, right. which has now been turned into a museum mm-hmm. uh, along the lines of I would guess like 
you know, Graceland or Dollywood. Sure. Uh, but it's where Prince used to both live and record, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Prince fan. So, um, yeah. Do they still record there? Because I know, for example, at, at Sun City, which is where Elvis used to record, once again, in Memphis, you can book recording time and record, and you'll have that Sun City sound to your, to your music. I don't know. I think that there, I believe that there is a, uh, a VIP uh, ticket that you can buy, okay. which is probably some insane amount of money, which allows you, I think, to record a song in one of the recording booths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what I've heard, but I, my voice isn't good enough for that. Fair so enough. I'm going to, I'll use the money somewhere else. Somewhere else. Do you remember the first concert you went to? And what is the fondest memory you have of it? The first concert I You don't went have to, to even say who the artist was. Oh, I'm going to say okay. it. I'm going to say it. It was Platinum Blonde. Okay. Um, For our international listeners, they were a group in the 80s here based out of Toronto, I believe. Yes. Canadian um, New Wave. New Wave slash glam rock band yes. in their later days. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them. It must have been the late 80s. Okay. Uh, mid to late 80s. Uh, and I went with my two brothers, and my dad brought us there. Excellent. And I think my fondest memory was my dad just sitting down through the whole concert, and um, the three of us who were probably between the ages of six and ten, um, smelling something really weird in the air, right? Fair. And asking dad what that was, right. and him telling us that it was marijuana. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's, that's a n- yeah. nice way to learn yeah. about it. Yeah, your dad at a Blatt concert. Blonde, yeah, sure. Marijuana and my dad. That those are the memories I have. Cool. I saw the Jackson Five when they did their victory tour. Okay, see, you not beat when they. Yeah, you beat me at um, an outdoor stadium. Yeah, and it was the first time I saw those amazing fireworks. You know, not the ones that just go up. And kind of make a little light show. The ones that actually explode right. that you see whenever you look at fireworks. Right. right. At the end of the concert, they set those off and I was just floored by it. I find um, that's always a point of conversation that I find to be endlessly fat- fascinating. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in a group um, of people who don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. I've been in those scenarios before and you start a conversation by just saying, first concert you ever went to, oh, what, what was it? And uh, it's wild to hear people's experiences and what what their first show was. What to you makes a great concert today? Well, like, what's important to you when you go see a band or an artist perform? That's that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's really when I go see a concert, I just don't want to see or hear what is already on the album. Okay, and I think a lot of artists. Um, will do that. They'll just play the hits as they appear on the album, which is fine. Sure. And it's very entertaining. But I think when I go to a concert, I want to see something else. And whether that's different arrangements uh, to their songs or just the spectacle itself. Okay. What are they doing on the stage? I think that's what... And I, I you know, to go back to Prince, I've seen him live right. probably six or seven times. And each show was just an experience unlike the other. Sure. Yeah. And he is not only a great vocalist, but his instrumentation was... Huge. Yeah. Huge. Have you ever seen an artist or band play that impressed you? Let's say you were going there, but 
you know, wasn't necessarily your bag and you went there and you were like, wow. Yeah, totally. Uh, the killers. Okay. I went to, um, actually I'll give you two answers. Great. One was, it was a music festival on Toronto Island mm-hmm. and the killers were actually the headliner was the smashing pumpkins. Okay. But, uh, the killers were, um, what is that? The, like the act before the headlining sure. act. What is that called? The penultimate act. That one. <laughs> They and I was like, yeah, the kill. I mean, they got a couple good songs. Sure, sure, I'll watch. But so everyone was kind of hanging out near the stage because the Smashing Pumpkins were coming up next. Anyway, um, I was completely floored. The guy's energy was—he was just a classic rock star, and just owned the stage, and wow. it just blew me away. And I, uh, yeah, I became a fan. Um, the other one that I was working an event. It was a corporate event, and um, they booked Brian Adams okay. to do the headline show. Mm-hmm. Now I like Brian Adams sure. as much as the next guy. Sure, yeah, of course. Summer '69, all that stuff, you know. and I'm like, yeah, what? I just wasn't. There were people who were so excited about his arrival later that evening, sure. and I was like, yeah, sure, Brian Adams. Right. Uh, wow, you know, I just I didn't um, <clears throat> I didn't realize how many hits he had. Right. He was, it was just like one hit after the other, after the other, after Mm -hmm. the other. And, um, and just put on an amazing show. Wow. Yeah. For me, and it's interesting because the same sort of thing, there's three artists I remember that are like, I would never pay to see them perform because they're just not my style of music. But, um, Celine Dion, I was at an awards show as a seat filler Mm -hmm. and she was set to perform. And this was way before she had the Titanic. I think she, the Titanic song was just sort of coming out. And you know, that's every, what it's called, the Titanic song. <laughs> My heart will go on. I believe yeah. is the name of the song. I, I prefer the affectionately Titanic. known as the Titanic, the Titanic song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've never, to this day, heard someone whose voice is as pure and amazing as hers. It was incredible. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. And Liza Minnelli. Really. Once again, I was at a concert in Italy where they were, everyone was singing with Pavarotti. It was one of those Pavarotti. And so I didn't go to see Liza Minnelli. She's great. Sure. You know, great act, actor, great singer, great performer. She was incredible. And then I, I, when I watch her, I'm like, this is why people go to see every concert she but does. But incredible in the because help me understand okay, the so Liza Minnelli thing. Because to me, like... I, I yeah I know who she is obviously right but what is it that she does that's because I've never seen her sure. life so she was set to sing New York New York with Pavarotti and so she sang that song it's one of her her songs right she's well known sure. her and I think Sinatra are the two best known singers to perform that song she's sung it a million times or not they go on stage Pavarotti is making a mess of the song he's like off key he's in the wrong place yeah she comes in and she just owns it takes the whole thing puts him back on place yeah stage presence sound of her voice ability to get the audience involved her sheer magnitude on stage was incredible wow it was it's it's almost difficult to explain but you kind of look at look at someone like that you're like oh that's the difference between a star and a celebrity, right, right? Right. Yeah. And Elton John was another one. Once again, same concert. Right. Elton John, like you said, Brian Adams, same thing for me. Great. Everybody knows him. Lots yeah. of songs. 
and then he sang. And just his performance, his stage presence, his love for music, what he did with it. He didn't he didn't do the song like it's on the album. He right. did it his live version of it, and it was right. fantastic. Yeah, are there, I think there's a list that everyone has of like who are the people like must see artists that mm-hmm. you want to see before you or they die. And for me, the one that I'm always saddest about is never having seen Michael Jackson live. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I saw, I just saw the victory tour yeah. and I yeah. was, I was really young yeah. and he was, and I remember being like, Oh my God, like yeah. he's just phenomenal. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to see Dolly Parton live, I would, do, I would love to see that. She played like 13 instruments. Yeah. When when she was in her concert, here wow. I couldn't. We were watching, know. and I was counting. I think it was actually seventeen instrument. All of a sudden, she'd she'd sing a song. She'd pull out an instrument. She'd play the banjo. Next thing you know, she'd play the sax- saxophone. And then she's like, "Okay, now this is a mountain instrument." She'd play some sort of mountain instrument. Right. And I don't think those count as instruments. Well, but listen, okay. you you play a mountain instrument, and then you I know, hate to say a mountain. It's just an instrument that they play in the in the, in, in the smoky no, mountains. I, I get it. Okay, but um, you know, another artist mm-hmm. that is. Uh, uh, sort of along those lines for me anyway sure. was I had an opportunity a few years ago to see Bruce Springsteen live. Oh. And again, I'm yeah, I like the boss. Sure. He's got some great songs. Right. I, I don't think I ever owned a Bruce Springsteen album. Okay. Um but I know, you know, some of his big hits. Sure. Um just blew me away. Really? Yeah. He uh, you know, along the lines of what you said mm-hmm. about Liza Minnelli is just a guy who really owns the stage yeah. and um yeah i mean you know he's he's up there now yeah. in age but um he never stopped and just owned it it was it was amazing to see i saw it, it seems like this podcast has become who did you see on stage <laughs> before you, before or they died yeah um so maybe that's the name of this podcast <laughs> but um i saw tina turner perform oh that and would be amazing. so who I would really like to see perform is Aretha Franklin. Yes. They're doing a biopic of her life and Jennifer Hudson's going to be playing oh, her. Amazing. So I love Aretha. I have no desire to see Jennifer Hudson but perform. She can sing though. True. She can sing. And so she might be one of those people that impresses me where it's like, sing. I have no desire yeah. to sing. But I would, I she would really. She could Celine Dion you. She could Celine Dion me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, wow. That would be uh, great to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see Aretha live. Mm-hmm. If she comes to town, we should go. I'm, I'm and then we'll do we'll do the podcast from there. Yeah. What's important to you when you go to a concert besides the performance? Is venue important? Is... Yeah. I mean, I you know I've been to I guess I've been fortunate enough to see a few concerts here and there, and mm-hmm. and um, there's nothing worse than they're not cheap to buy tickets, no. you know, and to go somewhere where the audio is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a real bummer. Sure. Um, but, you know, fortunately in Toronto, we have a lot of great uh, places to hear music. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorites, uh, acoustically anyway, was um, uh, Massey Hall. And right. I saw Tori Amos there. Oh. And that, and we were like in the last row. Okay. Way, way up there. And the sound was just remarkable. Wow. Cool. Now... Do you like to give the gift of music to people? What is the gift you like to give people? I do, you know, and I miss, I think that we've lost, I don't want to sound like the old guy. Right. But. Because you're not. Do you, No, but do you remember when we used to, like, do mixtapes? Yes. 
or even CDs. So a mixtape for our listeners who oh, might yeah. not be aware <laughs> is when you would get a cassette yeah. and you could record um, onto a cassette that had like a little tape and it would yeah. record whatever yeah, songs off the radio. you put in like your Walkman. Right. Yeah, for, for our younger listeners, <laughs> Walkman was like an early iPod, but it was mm. the size of like a box of tissues. Yeah. And, and between the Walkman and the... Um, iPod was the CD. What's the CD the, one? The, the CD player. The, the CD player. Yeah, the, right. the, yeah, the portable the, CD player, yeah. which you had to hold like a plate, or it would skip <laughs> while you were walking. <laughs> but uh, but I think that there was, um, yeah, there was something special about discovering music that way, or giving someone the gift of music sure. to be able to, whether it was just to record uh, an album or to put together a compilation of songs that you were really digging. I mean, I, I discovered a lot of music that way through through people who would give me a, a tape or a CD. And I think now th- the advantage now is that there's an immediacy of like, you got to listen to this and there's the link and it's there. Right. But there was something special about getting a gift because sure. it felt like someone said, this is something you'll like. Yeah. yeah. What are the gifts that you like to give? Is there any other gift besides the gift of music that is your go-to gift? Um, I'll give you a second to think about it. One of my favorite gifts to give people is a subscription to a magazine. And I may have said this on the podcast before because I love, I love flipping through magazines, even if it's, if it's the subject matter is not of interest to me. So you could give me a a sailing magazine right now. Sailing. I, I don't sail. If I go on a boat, sure, I'll oh, sail. Oh, I thought you meant sailing, like the contact solution. Sure, even that. Like, you know, pictures of eyes and drops going into eyes, whatever. Water but just, salt. <laughs> but just looking at those kind of images, I find fascinating. Sure. So I love to give the gift of a sus- subscription of a magazine that I would That's appreciate good. or I think that person would appreciate. And I feel like every month they would get a subscription to a magazine. Gift that keeps and on giving. they'd think of you, whether or not... You like cigars. Yeah. And you might be getting cigar aficionado every month. <laughs> That's great. We, uh, along those lines, mm-hmm. we recently, for, for my parents at Christmas, my brothers and I got them a um, uh, membership to a cheese club. Oh. So every month you get a bunch of cheese That's mailed great, to you. Though. It's great. And, uh, and it's enough cheese that they share it with us. So I get all the benefits oh, I see. of the cheese membership. It's kind of like that wine club thing that people do. Sure. I, yeah. Now, I have a tip for you with regards to cheese. Please. And for our listeners, too. If you're ever, if you're the type of person who likes to sample different arrays of cheese, and you go into a cheese shop, and you say, here's $25. Give me all the ends that you want to get rid of. They will happily give you a multitude of cheese that wouldn't necessarily get covered by that amount because you're open to having just the ends of random cheeses. So oftentimes my wife will go to a, a cheese shop and she'll be like, I've got $25, $30. Give me whatever ends. I just don't like, let's say, right. sheep's milk cheese. Right. And they're like, great. Here's a triple-aged brie. Here's a this. Here's a, a cheese from Portugal. And they'll wrap them up and they'll write what kind of cheese it is. Come on. Yeah. And she'll come home with all these different... So you get that, like the ass end of the cheese. Yes. So you get a lot of the wax stuff? No, you... it depends. It depends right. on the actual cheese that they're going to give. Yeah. Wow. But that's a, that's a little cheese. I'm going to use that cheese tip. What is your favorite 
type of cheese? I like a hard cheese, okay. like an Asiago. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's our Piave. Mm -hmm. those are, I love those cheeses the best. But having said that, I love <clears throat> all cheeses. Okay, I will um, I will go for cheese over a dessert plate any day of the okay. week. Okay, and why is that? I guess I'm not a really big sweet tooth guy. Mm -hmm. I've always just um, liked um, things that are. Is that savory? Would that be savory over sweet? Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. That. It depends because <clears throat> there's that umami flavor too, right? Yeah. Which isn't sweet or savory. It's its own flavor yeah. that is m akin to mushrooms. Yeah. But I think some cheeses can have an umami f Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Give me a cheese plate and I'm, 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 I'm golden. Yeah. Have you ever made cheese? No. Okay. No. I've made ricotta before. On purpose. Yes. How? Yeah, not by curdle, <laughs> by purposely curdling milk. Yeah. So it's actually, to make ricotta, it's not that difficult. You just need a plentitude of milk. You've got to boil it to a specific temperature, and yeah. then you need an agent that will cause the, I'm going to say this, and it's probably wrong, the curds to separate from the whey. Okay. And so that agent can be vinegar or lemon juice or a citric acid of some sort. You'd have to look online right. exactly what to use. And I've done it with both. And then you have a cheesecloth and you put the, what looks like curdled chunks yeah. into this cheesecloth and you allow, and you sort of raise it and allow it to drip the all the liquid out. out. And then you have the most beautiful fluffy ricotta you've ever had in your life. Is that the same as cottage cheese? Because it looks chunky. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never made cottage cheese, so yeah. I can't I can't uh, verify that. But it has a, certainly. I know I know it to be ricotta, and it and it certainly felt and tasted like ricotta. Why do they call it cottage cheese? That's what I want to know. I think I if I was to hazard to guess the etymology of cottage cheese, it would probably be a cheese that was easy to make and therefore was made in small towns and cottages and that's where you could get it versus a harder cheese where you need facilities to make it and, and keep it stored and whatnot. A cottage cheese. A facility a, cheese. A facility cheese. No, this would be a, a simple, easy, easier cheese cottage to make. Cheese. But I, I'm just, I'm just stabbing there. Just the Do you like cheesy things like with regards to music? Is there any cheesy music you like? Um... Yeah, I can appreciate cheesy music, you know, like a little Dean Martin, you know, a little Barry White. Sure. That's pretty cheesy. I didn't say that's I mean, cheesy. Yeah, see, everyone has a different definition <laughs> of what cheesy right. is. But I, I, like I like Bar Barry White. It can be pretty cheesy, okay. but but I, I like it. Little Dean Martin. There you go. Yeah. Can Frank Sinatra is a little cheesy okay. sometimes? I don't know. Now, would you appreciate listening to that music with some cheese and a nice wine? No, I got to keep it. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, yes to the wine, but I, I, I want to keep my cheese separated from the cheesy. Well, listen, Mark, I want to thank you for keeping that separate and for letting us know about it on today's episode. My pleasure. Thank you. As always, The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions, and this episode was recorded in Toronto, Canada.